wingtip. Good afternoon. It is June 22nd, 2023. You're listening to a little column A, a little column B. Let me just add a little time zone in there that we are before the NBA draft. It is 1221 East Coast time, and God knows where, where Zach is at this moment. But how you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? This is ridiculous. I go to Europe and not like 48 hours later, you're supposed to keep an eye on America and keep an eye on all of our teams. And what do you do? Immediately, you trade Marcus Smart. So like your second favorite person in the world, Derek White, can be the starter of the Celtics. Like you just wait for my back to be turned and then you just, you just get rid of the Marcus Smart. What is happening over in America? Would have been any less of a shock to you if you were here when this happened i don't think it's any alarming or any adjustment to I this don't at think all it would have happened if i was in america <laughs> i would have let marcus Smart trade i think you you know you had your hand on the wheel and i wasn't around and you said all right cool you uh notorious marcus smart hater and all of a sudden happened real fast i i, I think I, I would like there to be an investigation so you're you're not in favor of this at all. You're you're very opposed. This is this is bad. This doesn't work for you. Well, let me uh just let me walk you through how I, I found out about this. So, like you mentioned, we mentioned on the last podcast, I am in Europe right now, first time figuring things out. So I was in Germany yesterday, and I did not pay for any sort of data package. So if I'm out and about, I get no updates, no no nothing, and obviously there's the the, the time difference. But then when I get somewhere. You know, a lot of places have Wi-Fi. So I got home last night after, you know, just kind of kind of being out and about. And I heard, we're getting Chris Stapps Porzingis basically for Malcolm Brogdon. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, there's been a lot of talk. There's, you know, we, we got too many guards. And, you know, Chris Stapps, you know, he's, he's kind of been up and down. And, you know, he's had injuries. But, like, all right, you know, Al's getting older. Okay. You know what? I you know I know all the details, but okay, I think that's gonna be okay. I go to sleep, then I wake up in the morning, and now it's more afternoon here, guys. This time, and then I find out, oh no, it's not Malcolm Brogdon. So I'm sure he feels great about this. It is Marcus Smart. Well, like it's not raining anymore, but Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Smart. And then you, then I really gotta think about it. But three three player deal. You wanna you wanna run through like what what all the details are? Yes. The details are, so the Boston Celtics will receive Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingis will be opting in to his uh, one-year option. It will be $36 million in expiring, obviously, even on the one-year here. So it'll be Kristaps Porzingis, Memphis's 25th pick of this year's draft tonight, and a future first-round pick of next year for 2024. Memphis will receive Marcus Smart. Washington will receive Tyus Jones, the Celtics' number 35 pick for tonight. Danilo Gallinari and Mike Muscala. I, I, those are all the details. I was, you, I was surprised that you sacrificed Danilo. You were really big on Danilo. You you wanted him to play, and so that was the only thing that you know made me think maybe you weren't the you, you know the mastermind that was just waiting for me to leave the country to pull the trigger on this. Like well, I don't know, maybe maybe Will wasn't behind this. Well, would you have rather done the Brogdon deal then? I, I think I would have rather done the Brogdon deal, but. I didn't really get all the details of that. And I've been more on, I like Marcus Smart, but for what we got back, it really seems like we, we sold high on Marcus Smart to get Kristaps Porzingis, who has had some struggles, but last year was averaging over 20 points a game. He's over seven foot, averaged a you know, block and a half. He, he has skill. He's not, he's not a nobody. A former, he must be a former all-star. 
and just he doesn't have to be the guy. You know, when the Knicks had him, he's like, oh, he's the guy. When he, he got traded to Dallas, maybe he was a little less of the guy and kind of been going down the list. But I think if it's – I'm not, not going to drop him down to like, hey, you're, you're a role player. But if it's, hey, you know, we got the Jays. You just have to come in, take care of your business. Uh, I think he'd be open to that role. But I, I, I'm i just not sure on – Marcus Smart had a level of toughness that – Porzingis is not going to bring, and he has also had an injury-plagued career. And so it's now we have Brogdon, Time Lord, and uh, Chris Depps. So it's just like, ugh. if they're all healthy, cool. But if, if you know, Christmas rolls around and the, all, three, the, all three of those guys are, are injured, it's not a, I can't believe this happened. It's, all right, this is kind of our own fault. All right, but what about the picks? Because – you didn't finish it. It was, yes, we got Kristaps Porzingis, who if we were about to project the next five years, we'd rather have Marcus for the next five or Kristaps for the next five. No price, just same price. I just... I don't know. I'm not saying it's an obvious answer, but I do think that there's a little bit brighter of a future with Kristaps than there is with Marcus. Marcus looked a little slow last year. We're a year off from the defensive player of the year. I still think he can be a fantastic yeah. player this year, and I think Memphis... Memphis is, is a perfect situation for him where they're similar to us, where their guard lineup is a little undersized when they play all those. Jaw and Bain, kind of hard to play, and then they don't really have a guy to sub in for them. I think Marcus fills in and plays with those guys well. I think he guards bigs well, which also helps them being undersized with big men constantly and Jaron Jackson always having to guard bigs. At least you got Marcus who can kind of swap in and out for all of this. I think it's a great move for them. So I'm not I'm not taking away from all that, but I do think, like I you said— it. I love it. For, I love it for Memphis. I think it's we, a great we had Tony Allen, and then Tony Allen went to went to the Grizzlies. You know, part of the the, the grit grind, and you know they they moved past that. But there's still that. Hey, you know, you, you you get Marcus Smart in there. He is gonna you know bring that energy. And they need a point guard with Job being suspended to start the season. Here's here's your point guard. And I do here, think here you go. there's there's a flexibility with Marcus that he showed constantly over the last couple of years playing multiple positions for us that when, when Jaw does come back, it's not like he's unqualified to then play with Jaw or that them playing together doesn't make sense. I think him filling in is, is like a good poor man's role to fill in for Jaw temporarily. Maybe be a little bit more of an adult in the room. You know, he he's he was with us yeah. for nine years that there's there's, there's just something yeah. you can't you can't tell the, the experience is, is there. So that's that's great for them. All of that being said, all I still playoffs. made the playoffs every year. All that being said, I still think if we were to say who could have the highest ceiling over the next five years, Kristaps Porzingis or Marcus Smart in a situation where Boston is set up and hopefully we keep the Jays, I think Kristaps can can be way higher ceiling with that. And I like the move. And if it doesn't work Do you out, you think we'll keep him after this upcoming year? Well, or you think it's, it's still up in the air? If it works. I think we can. If it doesn't work, at least we're off of a ton of money, of which we're up for so much money. I like that we're going all in for it this year, though, and it doesn't seem That's like we're too. Thinking. This is this is this is very much an all-in move because I, I, it's unfortunate. But I think if Chris Epps plays poorly, we won't really like want him back, so he'll go elsewhere. But if he plays really well, he'll be too expensive for us to sign. So, but it's all in this year. Like, hey. All right, guys, no more messing around. We get to the playoffs. It's not, hey, you know, maybe, you know, at some point we'll do this. Like, no, no, all, all the chips are going in right now. After this, you know, we're only going to be losing more and more pieces. It has to be this year. I'm fine with that. And then my biggest concern with this was having Kristaps for the long term on a big deal where 
he has the option to opt into this. And then if he were to resign and restructure a deal, it was going to be a ton of money for a ton of years. I wasn't so crazy about that, despite saying I still think he has a higher ceiling. I just think that for this year, for the moves we got, and then to get the picks, the picks, I think it's an unfinished story where who knows what we do with those tonight? Who knows what we get with them tonight? Who knows if we package them and trade someone else for something else and get higher up in the draft? Prior to all the Porzingis deal, I, I then hearing that Dame was going to be taken off the table and that Charlotte is announcing that Brandon Miller is going to go two. So it's going to go Wembenyama one, Brandon Miller two. It's going to put Portland at three in this weird situation where they've said they're not going to trade Dame. Everyone in the world knows that Dame and Scoot Henderson don't make a lot of sense, and everyone knows Scoot Henderson's going three. So I think you're just led to believe that Scoot Henderson's probably going to get traded tonight. And, and if I was Boston, I'm not saying I would do Jalen for him, but I'm I'm picking up the phone. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. There's, there's at least a discussion, I think, to be had about that. And if Scoot's on the table, I think there's a lot of players like Jalen Brown or maybe not as valuable as Jalen Brown that are going to be on the table tonight trying to get Scoot. So I, I, I thought that's where we were going. I really thought that was going to happen. I, th- I said if Scoot's on the table at three, and if you're not trading Dame, and if we're not wanting to pay Jalen the money for whatever reason, I think diving into Scoot right now at three was was the best option. But I don't want to do that with Kristaps, Scoot, and Tatum. That's that's not the, the deal I want. So now, now we're having Kristaps. Well, I think we, we have to keep Jalen. We have to pay him. I'm all for paying Grant Williams. If this is all in for one year, Let's give Grant a ton of money for one year and let him try his free agency out again next year. Otherwise, he's gone. I'm sorry. We just don't have the money for him. And go get it, man. I, I, you're going to be wanted somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I just think. Were there, any, uh, were there any protections on the Memphis pick for next year? Just as future 2024 first-round pick. I, I didn't hear of anything. Okay. So it's not all the way out. So, I mean – I gotta imagine it's gonna come up. There's some sort of protection, but if there's not, I mean, Jaw's not coming back until later. They've been really good in the past, but that was when they had Tyus Jones as just a, and he's one of like the best backups. But with him being gone, I just wonder who you know they're bringing in Marcus Smart. It should work, but like if it doesn't, it, you know, all of a sudden you know they're they're starting the the year in the hole. I think. Like that pick, just you're thinking now. Was it? Was it tonight? Is it? Is it 24? It's next year. It's next year. Yeah. No, 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 no. The no the the, the number of the pick tonight. Uh, 25. In the order. 25 tonight. 20. So 25. So like next year, it might even be better than 25. Yes, and I'm gonna ask you this right now. Like, are the page or the Patriots are the Celtics <laughs> a young or old team? Are we young or are we old? I would say. Young, but young in a good way. You know, like we're in like all all the all the prime guys are entering the apex of what should be their career. Well, all right, perhaps maybe I phrased it wrong, or maybe there's another way we need to kind of describe this. But I'm not saying we're old, but we're expensive. We're at the point now where. We're, well, okay, yeah, we're definitely expensive. Yep. So I that, I think that's what I meant by are we old? So once you get expensive, whether you want to be old or expensive or whatever you want to call it, you have to then get young. Rookies on contracts, under deals, under undrafted guys, things that you went- got to do like what Miami did. You know, you you draft some guy, and uh, I don't know if he's gonna play. And all of a sudden, hey, this guy making two million dollars is like making moves in the playoffs. So while I'm disappointed in losing Smart and the future of Kristaps is who knows what with with the Celtics right now. There's a scenario where this works out, and this is awesome, and we're just like this incredible offense. Like 
I'm just shocked that we went out all in on offense. Like we're clearly an offensive team now. I, we're we're looking back at the, those defensive years are gone. Like if this suddenly works defensively, know, cool. We, we, we still we still got time where time where to get healthy. I, I think we still had the opportunity. I think it has way more to do with the coaching and what direction the co- you know what, we we had we had Brad and Ime was very big on defense, and now I think just this past year. Joe, it was more focused on offense. And so I don't know if that is necessarily what he wants to do or if he just kind of saw what happened last year and thought, I'm trying to do it this way. So I'll be interested to see what happens this year. Well, speaking of what's going to happen this year, it's, it's more of now what? So if you're Washington, you just shed close to $90 million in, in cap money out of trading Beal and Kristaps Porzingis in the same week. You're able to get some picks back. Your big piece, I suppose, you got back is Tyus Jones and whatever you turned Chris Paul into. I mean, we that happened. National uh, champion Tyus Jones. Just want to add that in there. Would you rather have Tyus over Porzingis? Like, I think if it was Brogdon, I would have thrown no, Brogdon. No, but I, I love I love Tyus uh, in Washington. Just they they don't have any other point guard at his level, and just. He did a great job as a backup, and just I would, as, as a Duke fan, just would love to see him at this point in his career, you know, get handed the keys to a team. And Washington is probably going to be terrible, but just say like, hey, you get to play starters minutes, and let let's see what level you can get to. I think the piece of Tyus, despite being a love, like every basketball, anyone who's a basketball basketball guy that's watched and seen Tyus, they all love Tyus. I, I think. If you were to put a dollar amount and on an exchange here, of, of, would you rather have Kristaps again or Tyus? And it doesn't sound like the sexiest pick, but I, I think what they're not understanding in Tyus isn't just that it's a great rebuilding piece and that if you do want to keep him, I think this is a piece that everyone's going to want for the next 10 years, regardless of your situation. I think they're going to call and say, hey, is Tyus available? And I don't think they were ever really going to do that with Porzingis. So in that way, it may feel like a bit of a downgrade, but I think you got a more tradable piece. Now, Chris Paul... I could argue that that's the opposite. I don't know if that's a tradable piece at all. I think there are teams that want that. I think there's a price tag on it that just doesn't fit. And then I also think there's an age thing that, all right, so we got to pay the price. We have to trade to get him. And he's this age. It, there's just, I th- that that's a tough one. So if you're Washington, do you, th- do you think these guys are both going to be on the team this year? Or do you, do you just find a way to get Chris Paul out of here? It really seemed like Chris Paul wasn't going to play there. Uh, just as a... He can't have too many years left, and it seems like Washington, the way they did a little, it seems like a little bit of a fire sale this week, was we're going to actually bottom out, go that direction. So I'm thinking Tyus Jones is going to be the, the, the point guard, and they're going to find a way to get Chris Paul somewhere else and try to get something back for him. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. It'll be interesting to see how much stuff happens tonight because of the draft. You know, I mentioned earlier that the kind of situation that everyone's hinging on what's going to happen at that two three pick. Charlotte announcing it's going to be Brandon Miller is who, great. Who would you draft at two? I would yeah. take. I would take Scoot. Yeah, I would take. You take Scoot. Scoot. I would go when if I were to rank everyone if, on any of the teams in any situations, even in the situations that involve them, where they, they they tend to think like Lamelo can't play with Scoot. I I just think that's. I think Lamelo and Scoot is like the best combination of guards you could have because Lamelo is tall and he bails you out being that height and being able to play a guard position. Still, 
I, I don't see why that, that's such like an anti-chemistry thing there. But you know what? I'm not saying Brandon Miller's a bad player. I just think that there's that extra bit of scoot that he has that could really develop into something everyone's going to be regretting not taking today other than, you know, Wevin Yama, who's, who's a sure thing. So I, I don't... I, I just I I would take Scoot. I would take Scoot. I, I don't I didn't really love the Brandon Miller tournament thing and I'm not saying he's anything like this or I have the expectation of him turning out like this, but him struggling in the tournament, it just had a real Ben Simmons vibe where he seemed a little less interested. Now his team, granted, didn't exactly put him in a great situation. I think he was in another situation where just pass the guy the ball and there's a lot of guys that didn't give him the ball in the right situation. So perhaps it's a little bit of that. But I I don't like that, and I don't like that enough to say I'd definitely take Scoot at two. Uh, would you take Scoot at two? I just I'm, – I'm stuck like in a little, little bit of a pickle because I've really not seen Scoot play so much, but I do like when they had the, the competition where uh, he went against Wembenyama and he didn't shrink. He's like, oh, okay, no, you guys – you guys came here. You thought you were going to see one guy. No, I'm I'm going to play. Uh, and I feel like in the past, I always default to the college guy because I saw Brandon Miller play a lot this year. He plays in the SEC. It's very easy to see. The the whatever team that Scoop plays for, whatever was it, the G League was that the one he was into? Right, it, it's not like on TV. Yeah, the ignite. Like it's not easy to see. It's also hard too. Like who exactly are you playing? Where? I can see a guy when he plays in college, and I can understand it. You know, even if you dominate, did you dominate against the non-conference or in-conference? And he definitely had some struggles down the stretch. Uh, Kevin O'Connor has mentioned that he he was injured and was trying to play through it. So I don't know. You take that with a grain of salt. So I, I would say normally my default is the guy I've seen, and Brandon Miller is six nine, but he's also got this off the court issue that. Doesn't seem like it's going to impact him legally, but just seems like you're maybe not the you haven't made like the smartest decisions. And I feel like in the past I just get blinded by like where I see like from a college guy, and I'll just like ignore the European player or just the guy that's not in college because I haven't really seen him play. So I, I just so like I'm kind of I'm kind of all twisted around where it's like oh well maybe I should learn my lessons from the past and maybe like I, I should, I should pick scoop, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, none, none of this is, you know, there's no way to know. There isn't like a, a the right answer here. There's, there's a lot of luck involved. And the crazy part about this is we're making such a big deal I mean, about you. You say, you say you, you think it's luck. I just say whoever Charlotte picks at two, that's the wrong decision. <laughs> like, unfortunately just Charlotte has been terrible. And I don't know if uh, Michael Jordan selling the majority share is going to change anything, but they've just been bad for a long time. And it, 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 we talked about the Wizards before, and the Wizards have had have had more success, but are like in a similar situation of you just it shouldn't be this way because it's probably like kind of the same owner, but you, the management changes, the players change, but there's a certain franchises that you look at and just go. Well, they're never gonna win anything. Like they, they just—they're not gonna make the right move. Like they're—I don't know if it's unlucky or incompetence or just you just—you don't have. I, I at least I don't. I just don't have confidence that they're gonna do the right thing. That's that's a good way to look at it. But the the real drama of all of it is, is like I said, what is Portland going to do? Where they've had a whole bunch of Damian Lillard trade rumors, they've 
been very, very intrigued to take Scoot, but I, I don't know. I don't know if they would take Brandon Miller to play with Dame either, though. This is kind of like if we draft a young guy, this is now this young guy's team. We're going to build around Simons and all this. Let's let's get Dame out of here. But there aren't a lot of good trade partners for Dame. We've played this game before. But I can't imagine yeah, going. It's a lot of money. I can't imagine going into think, the year with I, Scoot and Dame, though. So what, I think what would, would you have do? to happen. It would, I think what would have to happen is similar to the Beal situation is Dame says, hey, had a good run. I want to trade. You have to trade me. I think that, that that's the only way it happens. And if he does do that, then the team loses some leverage, and then it gets a little bit cheaper on what the other team has to give back. But that that's the only way I, I see it happening. But it, I mean, he said he wants to stay in Portland, but I mean, we've heard this before. Not 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 from Dame. I, I'm not pointing pointing him like of other guys, but you know, at certain points, it's just like, hey, like I've been here for a long time, and he's been there for a long time. I mean, I still remember. Actually, was it? I think we were talking about this uh, a few weeks ago. It was definitely at the bar near your school. I don't remember your graduation or not, but right around that time when Dame hit that Game 7 buzzer beater. <laughs> like Everybody else at the bar was there just because of college, and so they are just like milling around, and we're watching on TV, and we're going absolutely nuts. Like, that has never been a concern for him at all. So, I... I I don't think it's worth it to give up Jalen unless Jalen makes it very clear. I do not want to be here. And it's like, okay, we do a signing trade to get Dame and it, like start this year all in one year where I, <laughs> all of our problems, like can he start, like save all of our problems, but he's just too expensive. I just, I just don't think it's going to work. He's going to go Dallas. Can he, can he go to Dallas and take like Kyrie's spot if Kyrie went somewhere else? Who Lillard? Yeah, it's gonna come out of nowhere. And the other thing is, is this mutual business respect I think between Dame and Portland. I mean, they both they both been honorable I think to each other at this point. I don't think anyone's gonna be upset with how this plays out. And I think with all of that in your mind, you just wonder if if they're like Dame's like I don't want to go there. It, they kind of like listen to him and they don't have to but i i wonder if they're like i want to if he's like i want to go to miami and they're like Ugh, we really don't want tyler hero but dame wants to go to miami and let's make this work Miami's the one team that will find a way to make things work as well and i think that's where we're heading i hate it but i think that's where we're heading i think he's gonna go over there scoot's gonna Yo, go it's not so much the we don't want tyler hero it's like we don't want kyle lowry yeah, it'll be it'll be Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, and it, it's crazy that they're like, "Yeah, we want Bam." It's like, well, wait. they don't want Dame. Yeah. They don't want Dame without Bam. And I, I yeah, you yeah. want Bam. Everyone's called about Bam. Of course, it's yeah. just in the finals. <laughs> right. Like this, this is like, hey, is, yeah. is, is Jokic available? We'd really like him on our right. team. <laughs> I would like your best player, please. <laughs> oh, well, no, that's not how this works. I I heard today it's a. Uh, the emergency podcast and the other one, uh, it was Simmons, KOC, and, and Rosillo, and, and I forget who the draft pick was, but one of them was talking about how, oh, I really like that guy. He, he's going to play really well with Jokic, and, and Rosillo was like, look, I, I'm not saying that's like not true, but you know, you would play well with Jokic. Like every, like everyone is immediately, <laughs> it, it, it plays well with Jokic. Like there isn't, there isn't really, you're not really saying much here. <laughs> this is, this is a, a fill in blank and they are going to play, play well with Jokic. Yeah. So, uh, It'll be an interesting draft tonight. I don't know 
if we're going to do anything else again, maybe tomorrow or somewhere in the future. But this was fun to do. Is there, is there anything else you want to get out? Do you want to say a, a final salute here to, to, to Marcus Smart and all of his nine years of nothing uh, but dedication? I was, I was yeah, uh, just there's a lot of Marcus Smart memories. You know, comes in nine years, always made the playoffs. It wasn't necessarily just because of him. He was never the, uh, the, the main guy, but I think – he adapted to the situation. One, you know, defensive uh, player of the year. That's an awesome, uh, awesome accomplishment. What was he? Was he the first? Was it? The, he was the first guard since Gary Payton. Like hasn't yeah, happened yeah, yeah. in a while. Hasn't happened in a while. I just anytime there was an issue of is this is this team tough? Does this team care? It just it just I, like how many I, how does he does he lead lead the team? Of all time in Tommy points, like it, it, it was Paul Pierce just because he played longer. Like Marcus Smart has has had so many Tommy points. Just uh, I'm, I'm just thinking of that game uh, against Houston uh, around Christmas time when he took two charges back to back on James Harden to flip a loss into a win, and he would drive you nuts for the first three and a half quarters. But the last half a quarter, he would just go out and do whatever needs to be done to try to flip the game. And he's, he's definitely going to be missed. It's definitely going to seem weird for him to be in a, uh, a different uniform, but I, I wish him uh, the best of luck. Oh, I, I, I was, I, I got, I got goosebumps a little bit earlier today thinking about it when he's going to come back to play in Boston next year. Cause he's assuming, I, I assume he's going to stay on Memphis. He's not going to get rerouted somewhere else, but I mean, he's in the West. So he will play one time in Boston just the reception that he's going to get. Like who, who, who doesn't like Marcus Smart? You know, for the, it, for sure, game to game, there's stuff that just drives you absolutely nuts. But like the, the person did a lot for Boston. He did a lot for uh, uh, children with cancer. So when he comes back, I think there's, that's going to be kind of circled on the on the on the calendar. A lot of fans are going to show up for sure. There'll be a a tribute video. We make a lot of fun, a lot of jokes at tribute videos. But this is one of the ones that. You know, makes sense. You play in a, you know, in a city for almost a decade. Sure, didn't win a, it didn't win a championship, but had a, you know a lot of success, and he was very integral to that success. A lot of headaches with with Marcus Smart. A lot of lot of not so nice words I've used towards Marcus Smart. All that being said, it's it's been a hell of a nine years. There's not really a, I don't want to put like a possessive thing on here, but this is almost like in Toy Story where you know he ends up donating the toys to another another child and. Like, I think you're going to a good home, bud. Like, if anyone could look after Marcus yeah. for us, you know, I feel I feel encouraged by that, that it's not like he's going to get stripped and turned into something he's not. He's very much going to be Marcus Smart of Marcus Smart, and he's going to be able to continue to do that in Memphis. So I, I think that he's a fan that we will always be, we will always be fans of him for that, and because of that, the, the grit and grind that Memphis has truly represented to the past is, is what he's done for Boston uh, throughout his whole nine years here. So that's... That's what I had to say about Marcus. It's uh, it's gonna be an interesting year, man. This this Porzingis thing is, I think step one of who knows what step two is. But I imagine Boston is not <laughs> done yet. Boston. Oh no, that's step three. Step one is get Porzingis. Step two is mystery. Step three, championship. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but we'll get out of here. Thank you as always for uh finding the time here, Zach, on your your vacation. We'll see if we're able to do this again on the trip and yeah i was i was not expecting this at all you sort of warned me i think like when i was leaving on my trip or like early on you know coming up to the draft you said 
I think there's going to be a, you know, a trade. And I think I said, oh, do you think it's going to be Paul George? And he said, I'm not sure, but it's going to, you know, it's going to come in sideways. And this was something we neither of us expected. And with it being our team, even me being, you know, on vacation in a whole different country, it's like, dude, I got to talk about this. I got to get this out. There is this weird, if you were to like put a price tag on everyone in the NBA, there is like this clearance kind of tag that's on Porzingis for this year where, yeah, you know, it doesn't really, it just in comparison to everything else of the, the tags that are actually available, there's a there's a good deal in this that, that Boston just couldn't pass up on. I didn't think it would happen this way. I thought it was interesting when Malcolm was the center point, and then I, I like this even more getting Marcus gone in the picks in just for the future of it all because the Marcus or the, the Brogdon thing, we didn't really get anything else. We just got Zinger and I, I don't know if that was necessarily enough. Like I liked getting Zinger in the picks. So I'm, I'm in for it. Is, is there anyone that you like at 24 or have you, it, it, it's all very frustrating. You even haven't, haven't taken a look. I, I can't, I, all right, I'll say this. There's nobody I like at 24, but I would be shocked if Boston used, uh, it's 25. Sorry. If Boston used the 25 pick. Oh. I don't think yeah. I don't think they'll use it. I think they'll trade trade it for something else or they'll trade up for someone else. That's that's my okay. prediction. And I think they'll package it. I think they have 35 as well. It could be 35 and 25 and they just move up to like no, 19. No, no, we traded 30, 35 went to uh went to Washington. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I I still think there's some moves that are going to happen here and we'll let you get back to your vacation. I uh, hope everything's going well over there. We're doing just fine over here. Just just midday panics, you know, where I go to bed thinking it's Malcolm <laughs> and I wake up and it's Marcus. And it's like, what? Yeah. Wait, yeah, what just happened? When I thought when I saw it was Marcus, I was like, oh, my God, we did another trade. I was like, we're really, we're, we're changing up shop today. And then I had to read it. And I was like, no, 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 no. We already, wait a minute, wait, where's, where's, Mal- if I'm Malcolm, I'm like, what, what are you doing today too, man? Like, you're. You're packing your bags yesterday, and then today you just find out, uh, unpack them. Nope. <laughs> at least, yeah. At least for now, <laughs> like you should be on edge. Should we just keep the bag packed? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what you tell a guy like that, but, um, all right. Well, just as a reminder again, this was before the draft, and we'll have more information on how the draft goes later. So, uh, all right. Have a good time, man. We'll be back. <laughs> Tommy Point.